It's time to chit chat. I'm Richard. Let's talk about what's streaming, what I'm liking, what I'm not so much enjoying, and maybe even some random tangents along the way. All right, let's chit chat. What we're doing is we're creating the sister channel of that, where we're, where we're going to be flying in the best improv teams, groups, and duos oh. from the world to give them legitimate improv specials so that hopefully one day people say, oh, I love such and such group or such and such duo. I want to be an improv comedian and clubs start hiring and Im- improv comedians. They start traveling around that way. I love and I, it. I, and we're, uh, uh, we've got Colin Mockery, who, uh, who's, who's agreed to come on as executive producer. We have Harmon Brothers, the viral ad agency, who's going to market it. Uh, we've got Angel Studios, who created you know The Chosen and Dry Bar and these other big viral hits. And so this is like my last push, man, because if this doesn't do it for me, I don't know what is going to help move the needle for, for improv in the world, or at least you know what, I, what I'm able to influence. Well, I love that a lot. Um, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, but in college, I wrote a paper where I was like, improv theater is, you know, art, and it's good theater, and <laughs> it's better. It makes you a better performer than any other style of acting or performing. So I'm, I'm 100% for, like, spreading good improv art and artists. And, you know, whose line is it anyway, you know, did accomplish part of a goal where it's like, what is improv? Well, you know, the, right. the, these right. gang, gang of improv performers will show you. And it was one window into what improv really is. And that's the only window that some people think it is. Right. I've, I've run a, I've run a improv comedy theater in Provo, Utah for, for seven years. Mm-hmm. And it is still whose line is it anyway? That is 99% people of, of cursory knowledge of improv it was like we do this uh-huh well we do like long form musicals huh well we do like these games heard of who's line oh yeah cool 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 right and and what but what i think the problem was was they they tapped into something amazing amazing with who's line and then they tried to replicate it with like the same model with improvaganza and, and drew carey's green screen or whatever it was Which called i did love and all, all these those. different shows i did not everyone loved those shows but i loved them of course, there are improv fans love it, but it never hit the mainstream because of these again those different reasons. It never picked up where it was able to it was able to get broad appeal. It wasn't again. This is like a this is the marketing business guy out of me. It wasn't repeatable and it wasn't scalable. And so now people see, oh yeah, whose line's been done? Oh yeah, they're still on the air. Okay, cool. It's so funny. What now? Yeah, like technically they're not even canceled right now, which I think is so funny. CBS will say, oh yeah, our current program whose line is it anyway hosted by isha tyler you know we it's, yeah it still like, exists what? yeah <laughs> it was taken off abc family huh yeah what happened but my but but my hope is that if we can if we can infuse into the media attach improv to names and have like just like 
Stand-up yeah. really is kind of the same thing cooked up over and over again, but the main factors are people's different perspectives. Right. Um, at, at the end of the day, it is still a person with a microphone sharing thoughts and telling jokes, but yet we still view it as so um, varied and so textured and it is so amazing, which it, it truly is because we've invested in this idea that, oh, a white woman with a microphone, a black dude with a microphone, a white guy with a microphone, that's vastly different because they have different brains. I believe the same thing is with improv, where, oh, people, yeah. where one day you, you could say, oh, yeah, Richard Templeman, improv comedian. Oh, I loved his bit on such and such when he did the scene on his special No Time for Tuesdays or whatever. <laughs> like right. that, that is my dream and that's my hope rather than, oh, you do improv? Okay, you play new choice sometimes? I've seen that, been there, done that. Right. Um, anyway. Oh, I like it. Like diversify the improv scope and validate it and make it just as uh, important or as um, uh, to the level of what people perceive stand-up comedians and comedy like. Yeah, and then and then just like enough people sacrificing for it because be, because stand-up was popularized, there are enough people who are going to put themselves through hell for that 0.0001% chance that they'll make it because someone trailblazed the way. Someone that said, hey, I'm marketable. Hire me in clubs around the country. And enough people, it happened enough times where people said, okay, we'll do it. And then say, hey, we can do a national tour. Hey, we can film a CD. Hey, we can film a special. Hey, you can make a show that focuses on my life. Hey, I'm Seinfeld and I want to do a show oh, that just yeah. justifies my, my stand-up. And all of a sudden, this pathway and this career was born, which 200 years ago didn't exist, right? Totally. No, not at the all, yeah. The idea of someone coming with a microphone saying, I'm going to be a millionaire for, for holding a microphone and talking for an hour would be insane. Oh, yeah. A couple hundred years ago. Yeah, that would be so different. Like, yeah, I, I like this innovation, this um, bringing it to the next level. Because I've, I mean... It's like you are preaching to the choir right now because I'm like, oh please, amen, amen. Everything you're doing, I love. But that's kind of like, and that's and that's always my goal to mansplain comedy who people have like made it their lives. Right. And so I'm super grateful that you've noticed that, and I'm hoping totally. that your listeners as well will be like, yes, finally a white comedian explaining what a comedy is to me. Yeah, like especially on this platform, you know, like preach it. You know. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's so fun. Oh, it's so fun. It's, yeah, there, there, there just aren't, and there just aren't that many people who like care about it enough. I swear, I always, I get an improv rant, and most people are like, "What? What are you talking about?" Exactly. No one cares. No, no one, one cares, but no you. No one cares about that. But yeah. I do. You too, and I feel that from you. Yeah. Um. Do you remember, member, okay, now now we're going to the flashback stories. Remember when we were at this college at the Kirkham building and we were doing mm. improv together on the streets of the Kirkham? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. That was so fun. That was, that was so fun to, like, just build this thing out of nothing. Although, I will say, uh, doing improv at BYU-Idaho spoiled me yeah. because I just assumed, oh, if you get some people to do improv... And you can do shows for hundreds of people every month. Oh, it's so easy. Right, people Everyone will just is eating it show up. up. Yeah, of course. But I didn't. I didn't take into account that 
there was marketing dollars there. People really had nothing to do. We did like basically free shows when I was there. Because when I started my own improv theater, I was like, oh yeah, easy. We'll just put up a sign and people will flood through the doors. But it took us it took us years to get to like an average audience size of like forty. Right. And sometimes, you know, pre 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 pandemic our numbers were a little bit better than that, but you know, it's just like it is so hard to get into people's muscle memory and to compete for their attention for something that you're like, but it's so important because I love it. You yes. should love it too. And and see if I was more locale to your region, I'd be going all the time because I do love it. And I pre-pandemic was going to a lot of improv shows either participating yeah. in or watching my friends and i i said this um before too when it was like seattle was on a high of all these improv nights and shows and venues i was like oh my gosh i love improv and i'm getting inundated with all these you know come to my improv show come to this one and i'm missing so much improv because i can't physically go to all oh. the shows and so it makes cool. me sad. Yeah, it was like a lot of improv. <laughs> and and all these people in invested in it. Like that is so cool like and and that that that's a culture that I've tried to build down here and it's been a little bit upstream right. because it is people just don't care about the stuff that you care about as much. Mo- most of the performers in Utah, it's they're like I love it. It's so fun. I like to hang out with my friends. I love the validation, but it kind of ends there. Whoa. Where if you go to like a like a Chicago Mecca or it sounds yeah. like what was happening in Seattle was just like I love this. I'm going to put my blood, sweat, and tears behind it. I don't care if we have to perform for twelve people week in and week out. It is the art. Gosh damn it. Um, yeah. But here it was just like the pandemic. It, 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 it wrecked us because people are all of a sudden going like, oh, like I'm coming to do this Zoom show or when, you know, we were starting to open up a little bit. It's like, oh, I'm going to come for 10 people. Really? When I have my wife and kids or I can play video games or I can go hiking. Right. And it was just like, and there's nothing wrong with that. That is their prerogative and that's their preferences. But like, I've always craved a community of people who are like, well, we do it for the art and like the art is enough. Uh, because I've always, I've always been, I've been passionate about it since high school. It's been like, it's been in my, my, my heart's core and the soul of my soul. Yeah. Uh, but, but I hope one day, I hope one day to curate that here. I, what, what I think what needs to happen is it just, there needs to, someone needs to blaze the path. Someone needs to get famous from it and show it the way and, and have people replicate. Cause they're just this, there just aren't that many trailblazers, Richard. There really aren't. Yeah. Most, most people are followers most people are um risk averse people and that's totally okay and like the dreamers and the people who make it happen are remarkably few and that's why the you know that's why they're the ones who are remembered mostly and revered as these you know cool icons totally oh 